1: So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled to order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our 5 Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session
0: IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash Malt to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe – You could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend.
1: Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Good afternoon, Big Eags. It's Friday. It's five PM, and it's Brad and Johnny with the homebrew chat. Uh, my mug has been has proven to be the star of this week's episode. Brad, did you see that?
0: I did. I did. It's uh, a, a sort of nice cultural, for, well, a show that references a lot of cultural references. It's nice that people have uh, spotted it within within our yeah, absolutely thing. Yeah, it's very meta. I, I, as uh, what's I didn't quite winter? have the balls
1: to sing it. Mm. um maybe maybe i'll pluck up the courage by the end of the podcast but yes troy and Arbed uh were referenced in in the mug that i was drinking from in this week's episode uh and i was delighted to see so many people pick up on that particularly in a week in which i won't spoil who our guest is but hopefully next week's bubble episode includes lots of community talk too with a with a famous comedian so community is is all up in all up in my life right now
0: um bradley how's your week been yeah, not too bad, mate, just uh, ticking along, you know, the world is, is a strange place right now, so uh, trying to make it better by uh, eating, making my own beef bourguignon, had it two, made two beef bourguignons this week, Johnny, so I can't be doing too bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're so pleased with the first one, yeah. you went for a second.
0: Yeah, I think it was probably the best thing I've ever cooked, so um, I I just thought I'd do it again, Get get the recipe locked in my brain so I didn't have to read the recipe again um yeah it was damn tasty and you didn't you, you didn't take my tip of, of using duchesse you're still still wine yeah I, I just had a half a half a bottle of uh pinot noir left so boshed it in the second uh second time round. um pretty pretty good man pretty good but yeah i, I think uh like a, a flanders sort of beer or something like that would be real nice
1: but uh, stuck... a like a beef carbonade, yeah, mm,
0: mm, stuck with the uh, stuck uh, with the red, though.
1: Yeah, well, if you if you want Brad's beef bourguignon recipe, that's a mouthful, and so is the <laughs> stew. Uh, just DM him, I'm sure he'd be delighted to say because he's told me about it about three times this week, so he's oh, clearly yeah. very proud of his, of his bourguignon. Good. Um, good. Well, I'm glad. What did you think of the video? It was we kind of pulled it out of the bag at the very last minute because. Um, basically the post office did not do us any solids in that we sent Andy the beer in plenty of time and it arrived an hour before the video was supposed to go live. Classic. Um, so there was some some proper crunch time editing happening. So I apologise. Some of the sound isn't perfect in that video and that's partly because uh, I just had to get that video live yes. but it was a lot of fun and we've had loads of comments uh, off the back of that i thought pumpkin beer would be more controversial than it has proved mm. everyone's just like yeah pumpkin pumpkin beer is, is great
0: yeah Next i just <laughs> we we thought it was going to be the the subject of a lot of uh, consternation but it seems like people are pretty open to it um i guess we we kind of we put our own spin on it so it's not Super, super pumpkin-y beer. It's more of a kind of coffee beer. but um, Yeah. We well, haven't... I mean,
1: I really enjoyed Andy's video that he sent us because I think he was the whole time just looking for euphemisms for there's too much spice in this. Yeah. <laughs> and he was he was very polite about it, um, but I think he thought it was probably a little bit out of balance.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Johnny. Um, but then... I've actually got my growler yeah. with me here, so I'm just going to... Hang on. Oh, I didn't... There we go, little bit, little bit. I'm just, oh no, just you, pouring, you
1: didn't seal it properly.
0: Just pouring some out. See how it's tasting. Trying to get a bit of head life back into it. So I, uh, I can, I can tell you, how's it tasting, oh, mate? It's still pretty good. Carbonation is kind of gone, but um, who'd have thought it? Yeah, yeah. Made it back to South London a few days ago. And it's uh, been sat in my fridge in a grog top, uh, yeah. But it's still tasting great, man. It, I feel like the coffee is coming through even more now somehow. Mm. Oh, right, really?
1: Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. It's it's interesting how these how beers seem to go through sort of peaks and troughs rather than just slowly degrading. Um, you know, like we we've always fetishised freshness in beer, but actually drinking it straight off the off of the canning or the bottling line it can it can not taste perfect you can get a sort of called bottle shock but two or three weeks in a really hoppy beer or something's that got a lot of coffee in it can really start to sing so i'm glad it's tasting good three days later maybe it needed perversely a bit of oxygen to get that coffee singing mm. who knows um well i'm glad it's tasting good um i thought it was a really nice beer just probably not for everybody i wouldn't call it balanced it was a pretty fearsome fearsome beer but balance has gone out the window in, in most bits of brewing really so that's not particularly unusual
0: yeah balance is overrated i reckon now we're all about uh, <laughs> you know pushing pushing the uh the edges a little bit more yeah well certainly there for go. there's for, a for of, the sort of fun things like this i think uh balance is key in a lot of styles but you know things like this are fun you know we should have fun with them um, yeah, we...
1: no one turns to a pumpkin spice latte porter looking for balance. No,
0: no. And
1: and they certainly didn't get it.
0: No, uh, no. <laughs> um,
1: so, yeah, the comments were all super positive. Lots of people very excited about pumpkin beer. Um, most of the comments that I enjoyed were indeed uh, Troy and Arbed in the morning based. Um, <laughs> and a couple of other like homebrew questions, sort of really sort of detailed specific technical ones, which I'm hoping we will get to. But at the moment, we're just really enjoying playing with recipes and and narratives and and pushing ourselves, which we'll definitely be doing for our Christmas brew, which was in the the planning right now. Um, But we will come back and do some more technical homebrew videos, I think, because we're assuming a bit of knowledge out there at the moment. And maybe that's not entirely fair. Uh, Like we're getting questions about why you'd put your beer in a fridge and stuff like that. Just so you know, the fridge isn't always cold. It's just keeping that temperature at a, a constant level. Uh,
0: what comments caught your eye? Uh, I liked one from Matt Soma, who said, as a fellow craft beer geek and Spice Girls fan, I approve of all this talk. Looking forward to even more Spice Girls talk on a future episode. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess I, I, I did sort of go on about it a little bit. I kind of, that's the extent of my knowledge uh, with Spice Girls though. So I don't want to disappoint anyone, especially not Matt. Um but what can I say? I, 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 yeah, we've we've we found out you love Mel B the most. Uh, we we brewed Mel C. Uh, Mel C. Sorry.
1: Come on, man, get Mel it right.
0: Mel C. Yeah, she's got a great voice. Mel B is. We, we 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 kind we kind of aim for a scary spice, but we got more of a ginger spice in in what we actually do. <laughs> um, so there you go. I don't know what else to say to Matt really. But other than. Uh, Don't know, maybe we could make, we could potentially make a series of beers at some point if we ever went commercial that were Spice Girls uh, song titles. I I quite like the idea of Two Become One. Maybe that's two hops that go into it and they kind of sing and harmonize and are beautiful. Uh, We've got Spice Up Your Life, obviously, which would be the name of this beer. And then, uh, is there a song called Too Much? I think. That could have too much uh, of everything in it, so it could be like a,
1: it's a pastry stout. A too much DDH, of something, of something or a... is just as. T- I can't believe we're quoting Spice Girls on a yeah, podcast. Yeah, I reckon now. there's. I
0: um, reckon there's loads of great Spice Girls song names that would make great beer titles, in a way that. See, now, uh, since, since Pomona Island have all the sort of funny names, we could just do a whole Spice Girls one. So we're doing the Spice Girls. Brewery, I, I'd be more generally. of an All Saints kind of kind of push.
1: That's what I prefer. Black coffee. Bo- booty call no no, it was with Spice Girls thinking about it Spice, Spice Girls theme brewery that's what we're opening it's confirmed we had lots of people actually comment going like when you're opening a brewery mm. um, and I I basically said when you can make money from it um, but uh, yeah spi- maybe Spice Girls will be the way we can do that yeah There's certainly mean... a niche or- well not a niche audience a giant audience yeah Spice Girls beer we could, we could get in the Daily Mail with that exactly if we could actually get obviously... in
0: with the Spice Girls as well <laughs> um and get them on board we could yeah. imagine well melcy lives my way well there you go that's our inmate you I've need seen to get her in her jogging the in the park and sort of start start uh whispering in her ear giving her some ideas about how we could do some collabs i mean if if michella can get Rick if astley, start then if i
1: stalking uh... melcy and whispering in her ear i'm gonna get arrested not a collab
0: no no how, i mean Mikella. how did they get rick they've they've done something to get rick astley so, you know, it's it's a natural thing. <laughs> he probably that...
1: wasn't whispering in his ear, though, Brad. No, nah, I don't do know, you, man. Do you know how collabs
0: happen in beer? No, I, I think it's through uh, <laughs> chasing off people in parks, definitely. Or rickrolling right. people and uh, such. It's the way to go, definitely.
1: There we go. There's a business plan right there. We'll head to the bank, <laughs> uh, to the bank with that. Um, cool. So um, I, we haven't talked about my week yet, Brad. You haven't even asked how I am.
0: I know you're all right. You're always all right, Johnny. (laughs) I'm glad you think that. Um,
1: Yeah, this week I've been working on something exciting. I'm currently sat in what looks like a sauna, but I'm assured is an office um, at Hackney Brewery, um, who are sort of seasoned veterans of the scene, founding in 2011. Um, And they've been in the same site for nearly a decade now. And they're moving up to the Black Horse Beer Mile. Um, which is a, a rival Bermondsey beer mile up in uh, near Tottenham um, where there's now there's Signature, there's Wildcard, there's Exhale, there's... There's someone else, Pete. Who am I missing?
0: Uh, signature? Uh, Trumans are
1: up there? Tru- oh, yeah. <laughs> Trumans have moved up there as well. There's all sorts up there, so you can you can have a day out once it's safe. Uh, drinking up there, uh, and Hackney will be part of that, um, and so I'm helping them with their crowdfunding campaign after doing Verdant and a couple of others. Um, so that's what I've been doing today. Nice. Um, and otherwise, I've just been editing that pumpkin spice latte video, feels like for the last century. <laughs> um, so, so I'm excited for next week's video, which is uh, a food-based one. Oh yes. Um, with with hopped sauce, nice. which is hoppy hot sauce. That that's a collaboration that probably works better than Spice Girls and beer. Mm. Um, so I'm excited about that. I've just started the edit on on that one, which is uh, I think I think it's going to be a really great video. You were you were sceptical during the shoot about my cheese toastie. I could sense it.
0: Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to take it in a different direction, but it was it was still great. What what was your direction? Uh, I'm sort of struggling to remember. I wanted to do a Philly cheesesteak. Was that the, that was the, no, that was your mushroom one. We're giving the game away here. We're talking, we're talking shop too much. You don't want to spoil it. No spoilers. I, yeah,
1: I came to Brad with the idea for a vegan sandwich and within a minute it turned into a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, Uh, of course. (laughs) That's Brad's approach to veganism. Just Mm, add meat and cheese. That's it. Everything's better with cheese. (laughs) We all know this. Most things are, unless you're a vegan, Brad, which yeah. I think I remember trying to explain to you in the middle of Borough Market.
0: Well, what about if you're a Chegan, Kevin Cheegan. Is that a thing? don't know. Just like a vegan who eats meat? No, that's not a thing, is it? <laughs> Definitely not. There
1: we go. We've gone, we've gone down a, a, a strange place already. Um, what was the other thing we were going to mention? We we're need to do something. the question
0: from the man. That's the one. That's Mm. the one. Cool.
1: Right. It's question time then. Um, So we've got a little queue of questions forming now. We're getting loads coming through Instagram, through our email, but we'd still love to hear... Uh, your questions if you've got them all you have to do is record a little segment you can just do that on whatever app you have on your phone or on your computer and just send it to craftbeerboys at gmail.com and we will play it in the podcast and we will answer it in the podcast Uh, so this week we have a question from uh, Joshua Meller um, who wants to know something about beer journalism and beer writing so let's hear what Josh has to say and then we will give him the answer he deserves
2: it's um, Josh here in North London, I'm a big fan of the Craft Beer channel, a subscriber, recently became a patron and um, really been enjoying the videos you've put out there of going to different countries, trying out different beers, going to different breweries. I'm sure there are many people like me who've really been wanting um, to get out and try new things and explore different cultures who've been able unable to uh, recently. Uh, my question today is about beer journalism and beer writing and what you'd recommend to someone who's looking to get into that for the first time. Any tips or pieces of, of, of advice that you'd have. Um, my background specifically in writing is philosophy. Um, I'm an MPhil student. I'm um, studying philosophy. Um, So anything you'd say to someone who has an academic background or a background in or interest in philosophy or anything sort of like that, uh, how they could apply that to beer and beer writing and uh, anything you'd say to someone who's generally looking to get into beer writing and beer journalism for the first time, it would be really great to hear. Uh, Really looking forward to seeing all your upcoming videos and listening to the upcoming podcasts and yeah all the best
1: thanks very, very much thank you joshua mella um that's a that's an in-depth important question that i'm stalling to think of an answer yeah. um so yeah so actually most of uh the money that i make most of my job is uh beer writing uh for good Beer hunting for men uh written for pellicle which is uh, a great new magazine about beer food wine cider um breaking into that world is incredibly hard. I mean, writing sort of become a bit like being a musician, like only a few people actually get paid very well to do it. Um, so it's a bit of a tough world out there in beer journalism, particularly at the moment as well. Um, but I mean, the main tips I would say is the classic one, which is read, read everything that you can. Uh, and listen to everything you can and watch everything that you can, because the biggest stumbling block with a lot of beer writers is using the same phrases, the same intonations going to the same people um, and having a unique take on it will come from, you know, swallowing everything that everyone else is doing and finding your own voice. Um, you know, picking bits that are great and leaving bits that you think are sort of uh, cliched or, or overused. So yeah, consume as much beer media as you possibly can Um And also use that and start writing. Like, writing's like a muscle. Like, if you stop writing for a bit, it gets weaker and you get slower. And, you know, when I had a full time job um, and I wasn't able to write that much, my writing was significantly worse than it probably is now, where I've been doing it constantly. So, even if you're not publishing stuff, get writing, whether it's on Instagram, which is where a lot of bloggers have moved to, there's not much beer blogging going on anymore. Now it's mostly. mostly sort of people doing long posts on Instagram um, or whether it's just writing for yourself and, and not publishing it. That's a super important thing to do. Um, and then finally it's networking. Like the best thing you can do is meet, meet the people that might be commissioning. Um, so meet the the editors of Ferment, meet other beer writers, get chatting to them and they'll obviously um, be able to point you towards people that can sort of give you that work and, and um, point you in, in the way of those commissions. So it's a really sort of, friendly industry where you know it is kind of who you know as much as it is what you know which is has its benefits and its drawbacks um but it sounds like if you've got a background in philosophy uh that's a really interesting approach there's a lot of philosophy in beer whether it's philosophy in the liquid that you're drinking or whether it's in the way that we have to conduct ourselves you know craft beer is basically a philosophical concept really we don't know what it is from a technical perspective but we know what it is when we taste it so it's a subjective thing there's lots of philosophy in that so I'd be really interested to hear some um philosophical approaches to beer um Lily Waite who's an amazing writer she did a piece on good beer hunting all about hyper reality and beer that was one of the best reads I've had this year um taking that sort of philosophical frame framework um so, yeah, Josh, if you start writing stuff, I'd love to hear from you and see what you produce, if it's come from that philosophical point of view. Um,
0: Brad, I've rambled. What do you think? Josh, uh, I think you've got a very interesting background there. I, I, I can't think of a, a place that gets much more philosophical than a, than a pub of an evening. Uh, you know, everyone, once they've had a few libations, loosens up a little bit. And you know you can you can get more ph- philosophical about life, and you know just just get get really nattering. I, I've kind of had this idea in the back of my head that I want to do, which is about the pub philosopher or pub philosophy um, as as an idea for a for a book or for something or or a, maybe a a series on our on our YouTube channel. But I I've I always found it incredibly interesting having conversations with people strangers friends in pubs um and you can really go down a lot of tangents which as you know if you're a regular listener Brad loves going on a tangent so for me pub philosophy is uh is where it's at um just just maybe not with some of the racism and weird stuff you might get with some fruity characters in uh, random pubs uh but I've I've had some wonderful talks with with random people Pre-COVID, and I can't wait to get back into a boozer so I can get back nattering people's ears off.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think there'd definitely be a-, a YouTube playlist in Brad's random conversations while Johnny's trying to film something. Uh, I'd be I'd be up for that video. Okay, so that's all we have time for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to Josh for the questions, uh, and thanks to all you guys for the comments um, in the in this week's video. Please keep adding those because we do go back to older videos occasionally to pick out some great comments. So keep putting them in there and obviously keep commenting on our new ones. Um, If you want to find out more about Hackney Brewery's uh, pay it forward scheme, you can go to the link in the description box below where there'll be a a form you can fill in to learn more about that. Uh, And obviously look out for our sandwich video, which we've been teasing Throughout this podcast that's going live next week with Hopped Sources. Otherwise, I hope you have an amazing weekend. Stay safe, and we will see you again on Wednesday at four PM as always on the YouTubes. The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer Channel head to youtube.com slash the craft beer channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes if you love what we do please 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 do subscribe and even join our patreon at patreon.com slash craft channel
2: love and beer